Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel, and today we have part two of Campground Powers. I hope you like it. Eli and Hallie sat at a picnic table next to their campfire, enjoying some eggs that their mom had scrambled for them. Eli turned to Hallie and, with a mouthful of egg, asked, Playground? Uh, chew your food, caveman. But yeah, playground, she said. The two finished their breakfast and wandered over to the playground. The day hadn't really begun for most campers. There was still a slight chill to the morning air. Some people were sitting outside their campers or tents eating their breakfast, and Eli and Hallie waved as they passed other campers. It's Saturday, so I bet the place will be pretty busy soon. Maybe we should get a big game of tag going or a a monkey-in-the-middle tournament, Eli thought out loud. Hey, who are those two? New kids? Asked Hallie. She pointed to a couple of fresh faces walking to the playground. Let's go see who they are, said Eli. The two met the newcomers as they approached the playground area. Hey, you guys are out here early. We're usually the only ones here this early, said Eli. Yeah, said the boy. We have to get out of the campsite early, or our dad just makes us do chores and stuff. I'm Mike. This is my sister, Kelly. I'm Hallie. This is my brother, Fart Breath. Ha ha, said Eli as everyone had a good laugh. I love your necklace, Kelly, said Hallie. Kelly was wearing a beautiful silver necklace with a bright green pendant. Thanks, said Kelly. It's our mom's necklace. She's going to get in tons of trouble if anything happens to it, said Mike. I'm not going to get in trouble. It's fine. It's just a necklace. I'll wear it around and then return it at the end of the day. No big deal, said Kelly. Yeah, no big deal, agreed Hallie. You guys want to play tag? asked Eli. Mike and Kelly both said sure. You guys better have some speed, because fart breath here is pretty quick, said Hallie as she tagged her brother. You're it, she yelled as she ran to the play structure. The slide and the picnic tables are base. No tag backs, no base camping, seven seconds max. The kids all yelled out the rules as they ran from fart breath, um, I mean, Eli. They were all breathless when Marty and Stephen, the sandwich brothers, arrived. Yeah, a game of tag. I'm it. Now you're it, said Marty as he roughly tagged Mike. Ugh, you're not it, dude. And it's called tag, not shove, Mike said. Actually, we need a little break. I'm totally out of breath, said Eli. Can't handle a little tag, Eli, teased Marty. I thought you were the fast one. I am. I just need a little break, Eli said. Anyway, regular tag is lame, said Marty. Let's mix it up and play a combination of freeze tag and TV tag. Marty then began to explain some complex rules for his new tag game. Eli and Hallie didn't really want to deal with the Sandwich Brothers right now. They were having fun with Mike and Kelly. Uh, it's pretty close to lunchtime, Eli said as he looked at his watch. I think we're gonna go eat some food. We'll catch up with you a little later, all right, Marty? All right, dudes. Eli nodded for Mike and Kelly to follow he and Hallie while the Sandwich Brothers went to play with some other kids arriving at the playground. Man, you know those guys? asked Mike. Yeah, the Sandwich Brothers, Marty and Steven. They're fine, just a little rough, I guess, said Eli. Hey, let's go down to the pond. 
The kids all followed Eli through a trail in the woods and down to a small pond. There was a trail all the way around the pond and a big pile of rocks and stones on one side. The kids spent some time skipping rocks on the pond. They ended up spending almost the entire day together, enjoying everything the campground had to offer a few kids on a nice day, catching frogs, throwing rocks, riding bikes, playing card games. Around dinner time, they were playing catch along the road near Eli's campsite. Mike wasn't really the best thrower. Every time he threw the ball to Kelly, she had to lunge to one side or the other to grab it or chase it down. Finally, Mike threw the ball and it veered too far to her right. So Kelly ran a few steps in that direction and she just barely got the ball under her fingertips. It popped up in the air and she tried to catch it with her left hand, but her momentum was carrying her in the other direction. So she had to dive for the ball and as she fell to the ground, it rested in her hand. Oh, wow, said Eli. Yeah, great catch, said Hallie. Nice one, said Mike. Yes, yes, best catch of my life, said Kelly. Kelly held the ball in her hand and put her hand on her chest right below her neck. She began looking around on the ground, walking back and forth. Uh, earth to Kelly, said Mike. You forget we're playing catch? Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, said Kelly. She knelt in front of a large drain cover. The kids all ran to her and tried to see what she was looking at. Are you okay? asked Hallie. No, said Kelly. Her bottom lip stuck out and her eyes welled up with tears. The kids all noticed that she was looking at her mom's necklace, resting on a pile of wet leaves at the very bottom of a drain pipe a few feet underground. You are in so much trouble said Mike. If I didn't need to keep chasing after your terrible throws, it never would have fallen off my neck, Kelly said through tears. No big deal, guys. We can fish it out with some sticks or something, said Eli, hopefully. The drain cover was a large domed piece of metal, extremely heavy looking. It was used to drain rainwater away from the campground to help prevent flooding. In fact, that's where the pond came from where the kids were playing earlier. The rainwater would all drain from various drains in the campground and flow through pipes emptying into that pond. The cover had large openings so they could see into it, but none of the openings were big enough for their hands to fit into. The kids did their best to fish out the necklace using sticks, but they only really succeeded in accidentally knocking the necklace further below the leaves. Eli even used his fishing pole to try and hook the necklace out, but nothing seemed to work. Maybe mom and dad could talk to the park ranger and they'll push off the drain cover and get the necklace that way, said Mike. Maybe, said Eli. Kelly wasn't saying anything. She was sitting on a rock crying. Hallie was patting her on the back trying to make her feel better, but nothing was working. I have an idea, said Hallie. I have to talk to Eli about it first. Just a minute. Hallie led Eli a few feet away from the drain and said, You know what we have to do, right? Uh, tell their parents, probably. They'll be able to get it out, but we can't, said Eli. No, the squirrels, said Hallie. Oh, well, I guess. I guess I can't think why not. So, Eli thought out loud. It's the only way to get that necklace without Kelly getting in so much trouble, said Hallie. 
Okay, do it, decided Eli. Okay, Mike. Okay, Kelly. I'm going to get the necklace out of there, and it's going to seem crazy and unbelievable, and I just need you to not freak out. Just don't go running off telling anyone or freaking out, all right? said Hallie. Kelly didn't say anything. She just sat with her face in her hands, being afraid of all the trouble she would get in and feeling bad about disappointing her mom. Mike just said, What? with a confused look on his face. Hallie turned and walked to a nearby tree. She called up to two squirrels sitting on a branch, and they scurried down and followed her to the drain cover. Mike and Kelly watched in amazement as the two squirrels stood right at the edge of the drain cover, looking up at Hallie, waiting for her instructions. All right, guys, she said to the squirrels. There's a shiny necklace down there, and we need to get it out. Well, actually, we need you to get it out. You think you can do that? The squirrels squeaked and chittered and skittered around the edge of the drain, looking for a way to get down and peering into the darkness. Eli grabbed a stick and shoved it down through a gap in the drain so that one end was stuck in the leaves near the necklace and the other was sticking out of the drain cover. Then the squirrels climbed down on the stick to the bottom of the drain where the necklace was resting. I'll go get some peanuts for the squirrels, said Eli, and he ran to the campsite to get them a treat. One of the squirrels put the necklace in its mouth and ran with it up through an opening in the grate. Mike and Kelly were absolutely stunned. They sat silently with their mouths open, eyes wide, speechless. <clears throat> Hallie handed the necklace to Kelly, and she laughed through more tears, so happy to have it back. Kelly picked leaves and dirt off the chain before putting it safely in her pocket. What just happened? wondered Mike out loud. Did you just talk to those squirrels? Not exactly said Hallie. Let's sit down and I'll explain it all to you. The kids all sat at a picnic table outside their camper, and Hallie and Eli explained everything to Mike and Kelly. How they heard about the stick, when Hallie found it, discovering their powers, everything. Eli even showed them his power. Eli pushed his hand out toward the smoke rising from the campfire, and the smoke whooshed away. Then the smoke split off into two completely different directions. Then the two separate smoke streams began swirling around each other, and then poof, the smoke shot straight up into the air and was normal again. You can control smoke, said Mike. Um, cool, I guess. Then the entire stream of smoke bent down and flowed directly into Hallie's face. Ack! <laughs> Very funny, smoke monster. <laughs> enough, enough, I give, she said. Okay, I see how that could be fun. Can we see it? asked Mike. The stick? Sure, said Eli. He went to the woods directly behind their campsite and pulled the stick out from under a small pile of leaves. Here it is, said Eli. I'm thinking maybe you don't mention to anyone that we have a magic stick. Oh, yeah, no, sure, of course not, said Mike. He held the stick and turned it in his hands, looking it over. Can we... can we get powers too? asked Kelly. Well, um, we're not hiding the stick from other kids, said Eli. We were just afraid that the Sandwich Brothers would get the stick and break it or keep it or take it home or something. Aren't you going to take it home? asked Mike. 
Oh, no way. I heard the powers don't work if you take the stick out of the campground. And I heard that the powers only work in the campground anyway. But you don't know for sure? asked Mike. Now nah, we just found it the other day, but I'm not going to risk it, said Eli. Hallie turned to her mom, who was at the campsite next door visiting with friends. Mom, can we cook some hot dogs? Sure, babe, said her mom. In no time, the kids were all devouring some delicious hot dogs, which always taste better when you're camping. So, so now we wait, asked Kelly. Yep, said Eli. You probably won't get any powers until tomorrow, or maybe even the next day since it's already after dinner. I'm just glad I got my mom's necklace back, said Kelly. Yeah, we should go back now so you have time to sneak that back into her jewelry box and never, ever wear it again, said Mike. I know, I know. Okay, see you guys in the morning, I guess, said Kelly. The kids all said goodbye. Eli put the stick back into its hiding place, and he and his sister went next door to visit with their mom. The next morning, Eli went to check on the stick, and it wasn't there. Hallie, do you have the stick? He hollered to her. No? Why would I have the hot dog stick? It's like it's like 8 in the morning. It's not here, said Eli, sounding a bit panicked. Hallie ran to the hiding place of the stick, and the two frantically searched among the fallen leaves and sticks and dirt. But to no avail, the stick simply wasn't there. Sandwich Brothers? Hallie said to her brother. Uh, maybe... Let's head to the playground. As they walked to the playground, Eli and Hallie noticed Mike and Kelly's family van had all the doors open, including the rear hatch. In the campground, that always meant that it was being packed up to leave. They're leaving? wondered Hallie. Let's go see, said Eli. The two walked over to their campsite, and on the way they saw Kelly, Mike, and their parents packing up all their camping gear into the van. Are you guys leaving today? asked Hallie. I didn't know you you were leaving. Oh, hi, said their mom. You must be Hallie. The kids had a good time with you two yesterday. Yeah, we're leaving. We were only stopping here to sleep on the way to Grandma's house. We've got some more driving ahead of us. You two take care. Oh, okay. Bye, said Hallie. Well, see ya, Mike, said Eli. Yeah, see ya, said Mike. Leave me your email, and I'll let you know what my powers are, he said with a wink. Well, I think they only work in the campground, but definitely let me know if you get any, said Eli, as he wrote his email on a piece of paper for Mike. Definitely. I'm thinking me and all my friends will form, like, a a superhero team or something once we get all our powers. It'll be awesome, said Mike. Then Eli slowly began to realize what happened to the stick. Wait, how, how will your friends get powers? asked Eli. I'll let him eat a hot dog off the stick. Duh, Mike answered. But, Mike, did you take the stick? asked Eli. Yeah, said Mike. Maybe we'll bring it back next summer if we come back by here on our way to Grandma's. You can't take the stick, said Eli. We were the ones who showed it to you. You can't just take it. Dude, it's just a stick. You're not the boss of the stick. And you and Hallie already have powers. I'll probably bring it back next summer, said Mike. Dude, everyone says it won't work outside of the campground, and I even heard if it leaves the campground that people with powers will lose them. Well, I don't think that'll happen, 
You guys have your powers. You'll be fine, said Mike. And he walked away and continued packing his things. Eli didn't know what to say. He was stunned. He was so surprised that his new friends would just take the stick. He and Hallie worked so hard just to find it and keep it from kids who might break it or something. Hallie had even used her power to get their necklace back, and they let them get powers too? Eli was angry, and he didn't get angry often. Hallie wanted to start yelling at Mike and Kelly, but their parents were right there, and she couldn't really explain the whole thing to them. Eli and Hallie looked at each other, stunned. So, when are you leaving? Right away? asked Eli. Oh, not right away, said their mom, as she fastened a suitcase to the roof. Oh, we're just getting all packed up now, and, and we'll take off after dinner. Come on, Hallie, said Eli, as he turned and walked toward the playground. What? We're just going to bail? whispered Hallie. We can't just let them get away with stealing our stick. Or, I mean, I guess it's not our stick, but you know what I mean. We can't get it back, just us. We need help. I've got a plan, said Eli. Hey, Marty, come over here for a sec, yelled Eli. Oh, no. The Sandwich Brothers? asked Hallie. Your plan involves the Sandwich Brothers? Trust me, said Eli. Marty and Stephen met Eli and Hallie on their way to the playground. Been waiting for you two, said Marty. Missed you yesterday. Listen, Marty, we need your help. Just listen, okay? said Eli. We found the stick a couple days ago. We got powers. We let Mike and Kelly use the stick to get powers yesterday, and now they're leaving and they're taking the stick with them. We need your help getting the stick back. Then you can use it to get powers of your own. In spite of Marty being kind of a tough guy, he seemed hurt. You found the stick and, and didn't tell us? Marty, yeah. Eli noticed the look on Marty's face and thought of how he had just been hurt by Mike. I should have told you, but I was afraid you'd break it or something. You know, you guys can be pretty rough. Pushing and shoving being rude sometimes... I just thought you'd end up breaking it. Rough and rude? asked Marty. He looked like he honestly didn't know what Eli was talking about. So Eli explained to him how he and his brother could be rough and rude and how they tended to take over games everyone was playing and be bossy and things like that. Oh, ah, uh, sorry about that, guys, said Marty. Yeah, sorry, guys, said Stephen. We come from a rough family, I guess, you know, like loud and stuff. Okay, well, let's just get that stick back already, said Hallie. All right, guys, I've got a plan, said Eli. No, wait, I've got a plan, said Marty. Eli looked at Marty, put his palms up in the air and said, Dude, oh, oops, right, my bad, my bad. Let's hear your plan, said Marty. Eli laid everything out so everyone understood their role. Hallie and Stephen, you two go into the woods and find a white birch stick that looks kind of like the magical one. It doesn't have to be perfect, but as close as you can get. Me and Marty will be hiding in the woods, watching Mike's campsite. The two of you will pretend to steal the stick. You'll call out for Mike and Kelly, and when they come outside, you'll flash the fake stick and run away so they chase you. You, you will eventually let them catch you so they can see it's a fake. Then me and Marty... We'll be hiding in the woods right near the campsite. We'll rush to their van and get the real stick. 
and will leave another look-alike stick where the real one is hidden. This way they don't ever realize the real stick has been taken and won't come looking for it. I'm pretty sure their parents will still be walking around and saying goodbye to their campground neighbor friends, so they won't be a problem. Got it? Got it, everyone said. Birch trees have white bark, and there were many of them in the forest surrounding the campground, so finding fakes wasn't difficult. Once Eli and Marty were in position, Hallie and Stephen walked up to Mike's campsite. They didn't even need to call out for them. Mike and Kelly walked out to their van with some things to pack. They noticed Hallie and Stephen. Hallie tapped the ground with the stick and slowly started backing away. The stick! yelled Mike, and he and Kelly ran off chasing Hallie, Stephen, and the fake stick. Eli and Marty ran straight to the van. They knew the stick was too big to be stuffed into a bag, and it wouldn't be on the roof rack. The only other place for it was under the back seats of the van, and sure enough, there it was. Eli grabbed it, and they looked at it for a moment. Eli handed it to Marty. You take it. Just be careful with it, all right? Marty smiled. Absolutely. Everyone met back up at Eli and Hallie's campsite. Eli, Hallie, Marty, and Stephen all hung out together for the rest of the day, playing card games, listening to music to make up new dances, and finally eating hot dogs for dinner. As Eli was pulling hot dogs off the real magical hot dog stick, Mike and Kelly passed by in their van. Their parents slowed down so they could all wave goodbye. Everyone smiled and waved, and as the van passed, they noticed Mike and Kelly furrow their eyebrows, look curiously at the real stick, and then reach down under their back seat. Eli, Hallie, Marty, and Stephen had fun enjoying their powers for the rest of camping season. The end. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And before I go, I wanted to share a listener question. This question comes from my own son, Jackson. And he wanted to know, in the final episode of the Saving Tubes stories, how did the Gray Dragon know to come into the Red Dragon's lair and fight him? I thought that was a pretty great question that we didn't really discuss in the story. And the answer does contain some spoilers, so if you haven't listened to those stories and don't want to hear the ending, then stop listening now. But if you visit the website, thekidstoriespodcast.com, there's a map of Valleytown. And on the map, there's a river that runs right through the Black Mountains. The Red Dragon lives in the mountains on one side of the river, and the Gray Dragon lives in the mountains on the other side of the river. So when the epic battle was taking place, the Grey Dragon lived close enough to hear the battle. And he wasn't going to miss another chance to take part in the defeat of the Red Dragon. So he busted in and helped the ninjas rid the valley of the Red Dragon. So thanks for that question, Jackson. And if you have any questions or would like a shout-out, just have your adult send me an email at kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.